and okay. two in the uh, full-size twins class. Okay. And we're still efforting uh, the actual news piece uh, that ca- that came out about uh, motocross of nations or motocross to nations, if you will, uh, and see if we can find out more about that story. Somebody was fined, and uh, I think the results were thrown out as well. We'll see. We'll, we'll try to get that uh, news for you as the hour progresses, about 26 after the top of the hour. Cold. Uh, again, keep the pets indoors. Keep an eye on them. They got to go out and do their business, but you know what? Encourage them to do it quickly before their little paws freeze. Uh, make sure you get them inside where they can stay warm with you, okay? And I don't want to preach on that, but by God, you know what? That's our job. Take care of them, right? Okay. Uh, Tommy Hayden started the program off. Uh, coming up, hour number two, Todd Hammock and Trevor Stewart. Uh, later on in this hour, Tristan Avery will be joining us. But uh, next, from WHR Motorsports, Lee Collins joins us. Lee, how are you? I'm doing great. You're not just with WHR Motorsports. You own it. Yes, that's, that's me. Tell us about WHR Motorsports. Oh, it was, uh, it was a company I started uh, about 35 years ago, uh, uh, outdoor motocross track in the Northwest, and uh, progressed to arena cross uh, the next year. And uh, that, that tour is still running out here in the Northwest, and then uh, kind of progressed to short track, indoor short track, uh, monster trucks, freestyle motocross, and now enduro cross. Let's let's talk about uh, arena cross if we can. Um, you know, given the recent news that Feld would be uh, opting out of arena cross forevermore. Um, what were your thoughts when you heard that news? You know how it started with Mike Pace, and then of course Pace Motorsports, uh, and then uh, uh, you know we had the, what was a Buku arena cross. Uh, but I'm, I'm wondering, is this a natural evolution for arena cross? What's your take? Uh, you know, I, I really don't know. It, it's some of these big corporate decisions, uh, kind of, you, you don't know what they're, they're thinking. Um, I, I believe that, uh, arena cross is, is grassroots. It's, uh, it creates a, a great need for the riders in areas that, uh, do not want to go out and ride in the mud every week. Right. You know, it's indoor barn racing, but, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that, uh, that do it, they embrace it. Nothing like the smell of that two smoke or two stroke smoke. <laughs> you get exhaust, Absolutely. baby. <laughs> so, Lee, are you still involved in, uh, in arena cross promotion of, uh, the series that you began or is that m- moved into the, uh, hands off arena for you? No, no, I'm, I'm still absolutely promoting I, it. I, I create most of the, the track designs and, uh, my crew and I uh, build them every week. Oh. Then does that mean that uh, get, with the uh, aforementioned uh, vacuum, so to speak, in the, in by, the Feld. In the, by Feld in their absence, has that opened any markets for you guys that you were potentially maybe not going to previously? Because I can tell you there's uh, going to be a number of markets that really wish they had an arena cross right. event. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's been kind of a, a double-edged sword. Uh, we did go after some new markets. Uh, some of them weren't available because Feld has uh, the rights to those buildings. Right. Uh, they have protection before and after with their other other properties that they own with Monster Jam and some of the other stuff. So there is not any other motorsports that can kind of come in there and squeeze in a, an event. But a few of them were, you know, became available, and uh, we. We actively went after those, and we'll be adding a few to our schedule for uh, 2020. There was a time when I did not dis- or did not agree with 
um, and this is before I became a fight promoter, okay, I did not agree with uh, uh, buildings and promoters signing an exclusive contract on those buildings. But I, I think as after being a promoter, I, I think I see the advantage, surely, because you're able to develop a product for that building, come back time and time again. But um, there's a whole, there's a lot of what, what I call uh, mid-carters, if you will, size of the city, size of the town that can be regionalized and then put on a map. So it's it's affordable for you to go from town to town uh, each week to be able to race and compete. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I would. And, you know, and there there are, uh, you know, building managers that that exclusivity isn't in their vocabulary. Yeah. You know, they're, they're in business to... <laughs> their business to be in business, right? You know, they're trying to make make every dollar work uh, for their their community and and their building. And I I with without any firsthand knowledge have to think you know if there's a if you're not going to put on a same or similar event, you know if they had good turnouts, I think building and and an area want to have that type of event, which I would assume opens up renegotiation whenever a contract comes. To its end. Well, Tony, if Tony were here, he he would talk about Des Moines, uh, obviously where Arena Cross used to start its season. He would talk about Des Moines and 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 uh, lament the fact that it no longer starts here. And the longer you wait in the season, the more you have interruptions, long term interruptions, like boys and girls basketball championships, wrestling championships that all do very well for the building and the community. But if you start early enough, you can get around a lot of that because there are dead dates in November, December. So unless you're dealing with, you know, Disney on ice or whatever, but there's yeah. a lot of folks that do deal with Disney on ice and put wood over it, the plastic down, then here comes the dirt. Where do you rent dirt or do you, do you have your own supply? Uh, actually, it just depends on uh, the venue that you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some buildings have their, their dirt stockpiled outside and you can, you know, negotiate your, your dirt work right there and, and they bring the dirt in for you. Uh, sometimes we, you know, in those cases, we try to co-op it with other other events uh, that are dirt events, like maybe a high school rodeo that's following up the next weekend. So we sure. keep our budget down, but uh, some <laughs> of them are just you. You have to go to just like you say. You got to go come in, put plywood down, put the dirt down, and take it all back out. There, there's one building I will tell you. I hated following the rodeo. Okay, and that's Orleans Arena in Las Vegas because yeah. man, the smell of the rodeo hangs on for quite some time. And, and and there's nothing. I think it went rodeo, uh, arena cross, and then uh, and then wrestling, amateur wrestling. And by God, those amateur wrestlers were like they were hating it. They were hating because it was they almost got like two stroke cat. smoke and uh, and <laughs> a good old back forty. Woo wee! Anyway, so do you, do you ever get uh, in situations like that? Oh well, I, I you know that is exactly what that dirt is being used for. Whether whether you're coming in right after bull riding or, or rodeo, then yeah, <laughs> it's been out in the great outdoors, right? Well, that's I mean you're supposed to get out there and disc it and make it fresh. Uh, life expectancy of dirt anymore, I think, is probably shortening. Uh, we're talking with uh, with with Lee Collins, WHR Motorsports. Lee, when did the dream um, really start for you? How old were you? Uh. Boy, well, you're trying to date me, aren't you? No, <laughs> I am. Uh, I was. That would be 1986. 86. I was 26 years old. 
What was what what was the tipping point for you? What made you think that hey, you know, I should be doing this. I want to get out and get after it, and and you know, make a home for myself. What was the tipping well, point for you? I've been a two wheel enthusiast my whole life. You okay. know, since I was a little kid, and you know, grew up with my my aunt and uncles uh, riding motorcycles. You know, just the whole family thing, and uh, I just really loved it. Had a passion for it. Uh, raced and uh, saw an opportunity. Uh, now television supplied that opportunity i saw it and then uh, another friend of mine tried it in oregon and had some success with it and i'm like hey i could do that <laughs> and it was it was a turnkey deal it was uh i was very blessed to have it happen uh, we, we've had writers up here in the northwest that that grew up on this uh way back with eric eaton the larson brothers sure you know just and uh we've had larry ward uh, his mom helped me a lot when uh, I was younger, and she was handling our, our scoring and registration. And then, uh, you know, all the way to Ryan Villapoto. Now Carson Brown is uh, from up here in the Northwest and raced all our stuff just a couple of weeks ago, and now he's on uh, doing the light supercross. That's, that's awesome, and and just shows that your your series is bringing uh, high-caliber high riders uh, to the forefront. And now that you've added, uh, we haven't discussed so much enduro cross. What are your plans, if anything? Um, are you going to uh, carry it forward as it exists right now, or have you got some tweaks and tuning that you're going to be doing to that series? Because it's it's been a vibrant series as well. The AMA enduro cross is that what you're referring to? Yeah, well, at least I have notes yeah. that say you've recently acquired it. <laughs> then December. Yes, that is that is correct. And uh, we've uh, already published uh, a seven-race series and added uh, a couple new stops. We're uh, also pretty excited about building a brand-new venue in Sturgis with uh, the opening week of at the Buffalo Chip with the opening week of the rally. Is that right? You're going to do an enduro yeah. cross to combine with what we know already to be uh, there's a TT, there's right. some flat track, there's a number of things yep. happening. Yeah, and... Uh, Mickey Diamond and Jeff Ward are right now building an outdoor motocross track on the same field. Crazy. So they're, they're really looking to the future to change from V-twin to not only be V-twin, but two-wheel enthusiasts and try to bring in a younger demographic, bring in more people, and uh, keep that, that community uh, thriving during those routes. That's going to be uh, – it just – that's going to complete the package, really, for uh, for the Sturgis Bike Week. I mean, it's becoming uh, what we've always known Daytona to kind of be. You know, you're going to get your fix yep. of everything two-wheel if you're there. Mm. It's a big party Absolutely. is what it is. And, you know, um, I think promoters, as promoters age, no matter the sport, uh, forget you know that their their younger demo the ones that are going out and seeing the fights going out and seeing the races whatever the sport is uh, you got to work toward keeping those and then even picking up additional to help populate the arenas uh, put butts in seats yeah yeah i totally agree hmm. and i may be too old for that at 59 years old i don't know <laughs> if i can relate to these guys you know what i mean I don't know. It's like, uh, you know, I'm 58 and, and still a two-wheel enthusiast. Still ride my bike whenever I can. Got to get that throttle therapy. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's still fun for me. I, I really enjoy watching it, you know, being involved in it. It's uh, probably, you know, it's my dream job. And, uh, you know, everything could be a J-O-B once in a while. 
But, well, I'm uh, going to send you my opportunity for you to join <laughs> AARP and get your uh, insurance discount, okay? <laughs> Lee. Yeah, I think I'm getting those bi-weekly already. <laughs> and Lee, you, you mentioned uh, uh, EnduroCross, of course, is AMA-sanctioned. What, if any, of your other series uh, are you, uh, you know, interacting with the AMA in regards to? Uh, I mean, Supermoto, we know there have been a number of series out there. Are, do you have involvement with AMA in regards to that series? Uh, I have in the past and, and will be again this year. Um, I, I have scaled well but way back on, on Supermoto compared to where it was uh, in previous years after the economy kind of had a meltdown. But uh, we still do an annual event in the U.S. It's one of the largest uh, events in the U.S. for Supermoto in Prim, Nevada. And uh, I do it for the Anthony Hart Memorial Race. Uh, we have a $20,000 purse, and uh, it's all about uh, having a weekend getting together with all the guys and having a great race and keeping it in memory of Anthony Hart, uh, Tom Hart's son, that passed away in that sport here a few years back. And, uh, you know, it's, it still thrives there. We still get a lot of, a lot of participants for it. It's always like the first week of April. And that will be an AMA Nationals this year for Supermoto again. That's great. So you are interacting with the AMA, and the only reason I asked was, you know, it's interesting to see uh, how, you know, is the AMA going to sanction every form of racing? Because there are a number of events that are not AMA sanctioned. Uh, One that comes immediately to mind would be the Daytona 200. Um, it's almost it's like a standalone. It I mean it sees itself differently than any other race. The, it, yes, but I mean it's happening. It seems in other in other series, which was was my reason to ask you, Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and not all my my properties are AMA sanctioned. We do some grassroots stuff that that are not AMA, uh, but w- those are not sanctioned with another company or any other. They're just standalone events, in other words. Yeah. That's correct. How, uh, talk to us about, you know, maybe the fans don't know about this. Maybe they don't care. I do. Uh, insurance for events like that can be uh, ca- kind of costly. Um, how do you mitigate the costs uh, t- to keep it in line and so you don't have to go with an AMA-sanctioned event? Well, I think, honestly, um, you know, for for new promoters, that's got to be what is the toughest hurdle to get around. Sure. Uh, I've been in this business a long time, and and – We've tried to do our best without, uh, you know, any claims against us and all everything that goes along with that. Um, I, I know that the restrictions for new promoters has gotten a lot harder. Um, we, we've done so many events over the years that it's it's and do so many different diverse events that we actually get a pretty good rate. And you know, we haven't seen a huge spike in our insurance rate. But I know that new people coming along that would have that same dream, it would be a lot harder harder to come along to get that insurance you know i'll relate something real quick when i started in in the fight promotion business um there was one company that wrote uh policies for fight promoters for a one night event number one number two it had to be 12 or under total number of, of fights or matches if you will and uh, anything below that and it had a two thousand dollar deductible in order for it to be uh what do you call it in order for it to be affordable Okay, but my brother-in-law said, "Well, if they can write it there. Why can't we write it here?" It saved us like five hundred bucks a fight and ten fights a year. You're starting to, you know, talk talk about some money. Yeah, um, but you know, a lot of these things too. You know, there is a lot of different 
insurance companies, and and it would just be which one is A plus rated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's and you know who's carrying the most uh, PLL. So there's a lot of hidden things if you're not paying attention to some of the B rated insurance markets out there that uh, you got to be kind of careful because you might not be as protected as you, you would hope you were. Up against the clock uh, with Lee Collins, WHR Motorsports. Look for him online. Lee, uh, next uh, next event, when is that for you? Uh, actually, coming up this weekend. This weekend? Uh, yeah, we're uh, going to Astoria, Oregon. We have a two-day arena across there. Astoria, Oregon. I'm, tr- I, I'm trying to think if I've been there. Jack, can I get a little more heat on this, please? Just a little more. Is that good? Okay. Um, and I don't know. I've lost. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Jack. Um, anyway, well, look, uh, Lee, we'll, we'll stay in touch with you. You do the same with us. Let us know what we can do to help you out uh, and get uh, the word out there about uh, the programs and the uh, promotions, the events, and the races, okay? Yeah, you bet. Uh, like that, uh, most everything we're going to have coming up new for for uh, the AMA Endurocross will be on endurocross.com and our Facebook page or Instagram page at Look forward to seeing everybody out there. Endurocross.com, part of the WHR Motorsports family. Lee Collins has been our guest on the big program. Appreciate the time, Lee. We're going to send you off to the pits, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. There we go. Lee Collins, coming up next, Tristan Avery is going to be joining us. This portion of our show brought to you by Fly Racing. Fly Racing, uh, of course, uh, was about, what, five or six years ago when they came up with the new light hydrogen line of uh, racewear. It's lightweight racewear, and it was the first to the marketplace in the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category. But when you're first, you have to stay on the gas, and Fly continues to develop and improve their premium gear with the addition of what? The new BOA system, the revolutionary waste adjustment system that offers fast, on-the-fly micro-adjustability and a truly dialed-in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Visit flyracing.com for more details. Hi, this is Scott Russell, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.